0: hello and welcome to the tracy sandler show brought to you by fivo i am your host tracy sandler and i am very excited to welcome back to this tracy sandler show nfl network steve weish he was one of my i think you were like my first or second guest when the show premiered we talked about the nfl season we talked about parody in the league and just like that we're at the wild card round steve welcome back
1: thanks so much for having me i mean Crazy week 18, right? The longest week and the longest season in NFL history. And so much, typically, that last week we're talking about who's resting, who's not playing. Mm-hmm. And so much across the league came down to that final weekend. That's what makes me, you know, real optimistic that the whole playoffs, even the super wild card round, is going to be just as exciting.
0: I agree with you. I think it's going to be really fun. So I'm going to start with a matchup. Actually, I was going to go in order, but I've decided I want to start with this matchup first, you know, just to really throw you off here. Uh, But I want to talk about the Bills and the Patriots because I just feel like the Bills, Tom Brady leaves and they're like, finally, this is our time. But Bill Belichick was like, nope, not so fast, my friends. And here we are in an epic AFC East matchup again in the wild card round. And I think this is going to be a really good game. It's going
1: to be a good game. You know, look, a lot of these games are going to be the third time these teams meet. There's a lot of divisional mm-hmm. matchups. And so that's what's going to make this one, like so many others, intriguing. The thing that concerns me about the Patriots is the last couple of weeks, they just have not played great offensively. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones hasn't been great. They haven't run the ball as well. You know, the receivers, you know, this has been kind of a receiver by committee group, but no one's made Mm -hmm. that dynamic play. And I think the Bills are going to be able to score right here. If they can run the ball a little bit, Josh Allen being part of that running game to really put pressure on that defense, I think they're going to force the Patriots to have to score. We're not going to see the replay of the first time these guys met where the Patriots are going to run it all but three times. Mac Jones is going to have to make some plays for them to win as long as Buffalo secures the ball. I like the Bills in this game because Mm -hmm. I think they're playing better football right now compared to the Patriots.
0: I think so, too, and I think the Bills match up just really well against this team. And it's possible the Patriots have been playing above their weight class all season long, but they have been doing it. It kind of makes me think of Josh Allen's first playoff game a couple of years ago. Uh, And I feel like Mac Jones is a little bit in a similar position where he is going to have to make the plays and he just may not be there yet. So we'll see. But I actually I'm kind of would like the Bills to win. I just feel like it's their time and I'm I'm going to root for the Bills. So there you go. I'll get to be Bill's fan. There you go. There you go. That's why you're
1: pulling for them.
0: Yeah, so I'm, gonna root, I'm rooting for the Bills. Also, in my way too early Super Bowl prediction, I did have the Bills in the Super Bowl. And then in my midseason Super Bowl prediction, I had the Bills or the Titans. I couldn't decide. And the nice thing about being your own boss is you get to make up the rules. There so I was like, oh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, so I am pulling for them to keep going and not make you know kind of a a fool out of me uh the game that probably has the least intrigue of the weekend and we were talking a little bit before this that with the way the league is this year it's like the most any given sunday saturday thursday monday tuesday game like season i've seen in a long time that i think save the pittsburgh chiefs matchup it's anybody's game. And I even think the Eagles could beat the Bucs, and we can get more into that later. But let's talk a little Steelers-Chiefs, because that one probably is the least likely. And because I just said that, the Steelers are going to pull off some sort of epic upset.
1: For well, sure. I, I feel just like you. I mean, I'm just like, you know, look, the majority of these games could go either way. This is one I think would be the stunner, because one, the mm-hmm. Chiefs are who they are, right? We you know, they've right. been in the Super Bowl the last couple of years. They've got all the weapons. Um And the Steelers all season long, you're like, this is not a playoff team. This is not a playoff team. And they managed to do just enough. Um, Mm -hmm. The only thing that's kind of true, right, with some help. And the only Mm -hmm. thing is, like, you know, Kansas City got back on the roll. The offense seemed to catch up to the defense. The last couple weeks, man, this defense has not played that great on the back end. You know, they're not that physical on the back end. They've given up some explosive plays. Um, Offensively, they seem okay. You know they're, mm-hmm. they're they're not great, but since Clyde Edwards Alaire came back, they're running the ball a little bit better. Um, you know it's just a matter. I think if Kansas City protects the ball, they win this ball game. They don't let TJ Watt become you know get two or three strip sacks. Um, not counting Pittsburgh out on this one, but this is you know I, I fully expect this to be Ben Roethlisberger's last game of the NFL.
0: I would imagine that as well. And you say how the defense has given up some big plays. I just think they're playing a Pittsburgh team, and I don't mean this exact like in. Even throwing shade, even though it's totally going to come out this way, I just don't think Pittsburgh is capable of the big play right now. They just don't. They just don't have it. The only one really is T.J. Watt, who's an incredible football player, but he's probably not going to win this game on his own unless he has three strip sacks that you just mentioned there, and someone picks that ball up and goes running. But I agree with you. I think this would be the absolute stunner, and probably the last time we see Ben Roethlisberger play football. Um, and it's funny with the Chiefs started three and four. What's wrong with the Chiefs? What happened to Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, they're fine. It just shows all these things we worry about early in the season mean nothing. Uh, so I'm actually now going to jump. I told you we were going to go in order, and now I'm just jumping all over the place. Again, the nice thing Bye. about being your own boss. It's all good. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. I'm going to talk about another team that started out 2-0 and then had a went 3-5 and from there and then has played really well. Uh, In the last several games of the season, that, of course, is the San Francisco 49ers, who had their epic comeback uh, against the Rams the other day to get in the playoffs. Uh, Perhaps a career-defining moment for Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, And this is a team that's interesting to watch. And going back to my two early Super Bowl preview, uh, I said Bill's 49ers because— people would be very upset with me if I didn't pick the 49ers though. midseason I did of, of course change that, but all of a sudden this is a team. Yes. They're going to have to go on the road uh, for every playoff game, but this is a team that's playing good football. And even Jimmy Garoppolo and his bum thumb quite a day the other day.
1: And, and they play a style that can win on the road. Oh. If they've got to go mm-hmm. in outdoor, you know, a cold weather and you know, the, the way they run the football, the way mm-hmm. they've, They've got safe passes where you throw the ball to Debo, you know, or you throw the ball to Jennings or Kittle, and they can run and make plays after the catch. So, look, the the thing that's happened with the Niners is, you know, remember Jimmy just came back after Trey Lance started the week, but they've been playing the same way with their defensive front. Mm -hmm. It's just so dominant that it kind of makes up for any concerns you really have about the guys on the back end. The linebackers are playing – play more physically than they did earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dre Greenlaw, Drake Greenlaw's is a stud. I mean, we don't talk about yeah. that guy enough. He's a physical player. He can run. And when he arrives, he brings the hammer, but now you see Fred Warner really playing a lot more physical football than like, he was playing early in the season. I may be wrong. You see this team better, but I watch a lot of their games and he really oh, no, seems right. to be, <laughs> he really seems to be playing like that assassin type of linebacker. Um, we're used to seeing him play. So I think defensively it sets the tone and then up front, what they were able to do last week without Trent Williams, um, where the offensive line created enough of a crease you know, for Eli Mitchell and Debo and Jeff Wilson and these guys to break tackles. That's what I love about this team is like they are so determined that anyone who touches the ball is trying to score a touchdown on every play instead mm-hmm. of just kind of getting what he can get and to get down. And so this is why they're scary. Jimmy Garoppolo, if he protects the ball, that's the issue. That's the key. If he protects the ball, they're going to be fine. Now they're going to have to score points against Dallas. I mean, Dallas has got some advantages at wide receiver.
0: Mm-hmm. They're going to hit
1: some runs. It's just a matter of limiting those explosive plays by the Cowboys. Because if you get them to mix it up a little bit, you might be able to get some hits on Dak.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
1: way that the Eric Armstead, Arden King these guys are hitting the quarterback, it's not nice. It's not it's comfortable. A, you know, it's not nice. Nick Bosa the way the way these guys are. I mean, they're, they're not just dropping these guys. You know, they're hitting them. And so I think if we get some hits on Dax, it can be it can be disruptive. The Niners cannot allow themselves to get in a position where they're playing from 10-0, right? Yeah. It worked against the Rams. The Cowboys are a little bit different in that regard because, again, they can continue to score points in a hurry. So I, I think the Niners are going to have to be better from the jump than they were in Week 18.
0: And so this Cowboys defense is so interesting because obviously they have a tremendous amount of playmakers on this defense. And I love Trayvon Diggs. It's super fun to watch him, but it's interesting with him. He obviously has the most interceptions, but he also leads the league in yards given up. And in some ways, I think that becomes a favorable matchup for San Francisco. Uh, I think San Francisco, obviously, in their secondary is probably the strongest they've been since week one. But as you mentioned, the wide receivers on Dallas are no joke. It's just a matter of how consistent they are. And that's been kind of the interesting thing with Dallas. They've also had some special teams issues of their own. The 49ers have had special teams issues over the last several weeks. So this is, I think a favorable matchup, but you are correct. They cannot start down 10, nothing in Dallas and they have to protect the football. And I I think that's kind of what this game is going to come down to, which is not expert analysis, but I think with both of these teams, that's it. So and as well as Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing, he cannot throw two of these interceptions, maybe one, but not two of these super questionable interceptions that make you wonder what on earth was he thinking? I do think it's a favorable matchup for San Francisco, but you're right. They cannot play from behind. And that's And
1: op- open field tackling for both teams is going to be huge, especially yes. for the Cowboys. And, you know, because they've got a chess piece no one talks about in their safety, Jaron Kirk's, right? They move him around a lot like how the Chargers do Derwin James. Linebacker, mm-hmm. strong, free play him outside a little bit. He allows him to do things with Micah Parsons. You know, we just see Micah Parsons moving all over, but Jaron Ron is the kind of, you know, the yang to that yin. And mm-hmm. so he's someone they've really got to pay attention to where he's aligned will dictate a lot about what this Niners offense is going to be able to do. But open field tackling is really going to be a huge, huge element for the Cowboys, especially in this game.
0: All right, open field tackling. Everybody, keep an eye yeah. out on that. You heard it here first. You heard it from Steve, and we will be keeping a very, very close eye on that. All right, let's talk about Raiders Bengals. Another matchup that I think has potential to Love be this game. It's so. I mean, it's such a good game. I really, I can't wait to watch it. I'm of besides Niners Cowboys. I think that's the one I'm the most excited for on the weekend. And I think I actually think Niners Cowboys Raiders Bengals maybe be the two best games. But you know, time will tell on that. But this is going to be a fun football game. And I'm really a big Joey Burrow fan. So I think I'm rooting for the Bengals. Not that anyone really cares, but I think I'm rooting for the Bengals. But tell me what you see in this one. because It's going to be fun.
1: It's just so weird because nothing, very little about what the Raiders are doing says that they should be here, right? They're not getting a bunch of takeaways. They're not great in certain elements on their defense offensively. Fits and starts. You know, they run it well one game. They don't run it well another game. Um, so on paper, you know, it really looks like the Bengals should win this ball game. But what it comes down to now is that offensive line protecting Joey Burrow. We saw how that Raiders defense really got after Justin Herbert. You know, he threw mm-hmm. it 65 times. <laughs> but we saw how how dangerous that front could be with Ngakwe and Crosby. Now the Raiders losing Darius Phylon F- uh, at that defensive tackle is huge. Mm -hmm. Huge. Because remember, when these two teams met earlier this year, the Bengals ran the daylights out of the ball. Power running, Mm -hmm. getting some big explosive plays. That's what they're going to try to do here, especially now that Phylon is gone. That's a big, big element of this. So the Raiders are going to have to, you know, remember during this four-game winning streak, it wasn't until this game against the Chargers where they scored more than, I think, 23 points. They are Mm going to have to get back in that 30-point range to win this ballgame. And they're going to have to also muck it up because, you know, they, they win the close games. The last four games have been decided with, you know, by a total of 12 points. They won four overtime games this year. So, you know, we have to just keep wondering if the Raiders are going to keep riding this angel in the outfield vibe. Like, you know, they're getting a little oh, like assistance. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, and, and, it, and it's and it's kind of cool, you know. It's kind of cool to see exactly how they're making this happen when, again, they're bucking so many things that says they shouldn't be winning these ball games against a Bengals team that, yeah, they got a lo- they're explosive, but they got a lot of young players. You know, they haven't yeah. been here before, which could either be like they don't care, they're gonna keep freewheeling it, or okay, the moment can get a little tight. So I'm real interesting to see how that part works, especially because these were two these have been the these two teams have been the butts of jokes. Right. For years. You got, for years. You've got Zach Taylor, a young coach, who's still kind of finding his way. Rich Pisaccia who's really done a great job of managing things, you know, how mm-hmm. all of these guys keep operating now that the stakes are a little bit higher.
0: The, when we when the Niners played the Bengals, I was really shocked at how many empty seats there were. I mean, here's a team that was really in the hunt and and obviously now has made the playoffs in a big game against another team that was in the hunt. And there were a tremendous amount of empty seats at that stadium. And a colleague and I talked about it and we decided that Bengals fans are so used to being disappointed that they just decided not to go to the game that day in really cold weather because they were like, "We've seen this movie; and it's not going to end well." So it would be it would be nice for the Bengals. A Raiders fan friend of mine said to me yesterday, "I'd never even heard of Jamar Chase until a couple weeks ago," and I was thinking, "Oh, you're gonna I think you're gonna be hearing about him quite a bit." A bit on yeah, yeah. And I
1: think there'll be some Bengals fans in the stands as well. I don't think there'll be too many empty seats.
0: No, probably not for this one. At the end of this, I'm going to make us kind of lightning round pick our... I'm not going to make us do scores, but pick who we're going to think is going to win each game. Uh, but we are now going to move into a game that I think actually may be more interesting than people think, and that's the Eagles and the Bucks. Are the Bucks the better football team? Yes, but you have an Eagles team that plays a very physical style of football. You have Bucks teams that's somewhat banged up and is not playing their best football right now. I think this matchup... Is interesting, and if a seven seed was going to knock off a higher seed, I'm going with the Eagles.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I mean, feeling I'm not saying they are going to win on this I just one.
0: It's the yeah,
1: <laughs> if it's, if it, if it's going to happen, yeah, I, I would say that it's. Look, the Buccaneers are banged up, but I think this is one where they're going to put so much pressure defensively early and consistently, mm-hmm. um, you know, game-wise on the Eagles. You know, the Eagles are going to try to run the ball, and so we know again with the injuries that the Buccaneers have on defense as well as offense, you know, th- that could be a challenge. The Eagles run the ball well. Um, but just keep Jalen Hurd from being the guy to bounce right. the plays and ex- extend the plays. I think that's going to be there. I do think getting Leonard Fournette back will allow the Buccaneers' offense to flow a little bit more freely. Now, losing mm-hmm. Chris Godwin is going to hurt the Buccaneers. Absolutely. As they, as they, to me, will get deeper
0: mm-hmm. into
1: the postseason – um, so we'll see how that works out because Philly is not going to let Gronk get his. That's going to be what they're going to do. If Mike Evans hits some explosive plays, fine, but I think they're really going to lock down on, Ro- on Rob Gronkowski and to make the Buccaneers nickel and dime it, which is something they can do, something they will mm-hmm. do, um, which is why I don't think this game is going to be lighting up the scoreboard. You know, It has the potential to, but I think this is going to be an under – Under 24-point victor, you know, the victor is going to have 24-under in this one.
0: And I do have a general life rule, and that is I never bet against Tom Brady. It's just like in anything. So, (laughs) Way to go out on a
1: limb there, Trace.
0: It's well. It's a life. People would. If someone says to me, "What's your life motto?" I'm going to be my, my. life motto is never bet against Tom Brady. You should eat avocado ice cream. You should wear TV12 gear. You should always pick him to win the game. Um, also, he is a Michigan man, and I went to Michigan. But uh, yeah, also not again. Not expert analysis, but in the never bet get bet against Tom Brady bowl, I will always pick Tom Brady to win. <laughs> um, all right. So now we have we've made it through almost everybody, but we have. The Rams and the Cardinals on Monday night, which I think, actually, I think the Rams potentially run away with this, and I don't even know that it's close. But, in theory, this should be a good NFC West football game, but, I don't know, the Cardinals seem to be falling apart before our eyes. Yeah, I don't
1: think it's going to be a blowout. I mean, it's the third time against a divisional game, third time these teams are playing. But you're right. I mean, Arizona's just not playing well. I mean, losing DeAndre Hopkins has really hurt them in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they'll drive down the field and they just struggle, but also a lot of self-inflicted wounds in terms of, yeah. you know, they'll get a false start. They'll have some penalties, which will take a third and three to a third and eight. Um, and so that's that's really hurt them. That's a pattern that's been mm-hmm. going on right here. So defensively, I think I think the Cardinals have the personnel to cause the Rams a, a little bit of trouble. You know, the Rams have got to not turn the ball over. That has been, you know, that's what's going to be happening here. But I don't think that the Cardinals play with the physicality of someone like the Niners did or the Titans did or the Packers did when they beat the Rams. And so I think that's why we saw L.A. really put it on Arizona later in the season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Could be could be somewhat of a replay here. Arizona's great on the road, 8-1 and one on the road. I think it will be intriguing – but I think as long as the Rams kind of limit the explosive plays, and that's been a real hit or miss since DeAndre Hopkins is gone, I think they've mm-hmm. got a really good chance to win this one.
0: And you mentioned turnovers, and that's, that is a Matthew Stafford injury, is, issue. We talked about it with Jimmy Garoppolo, but this is very much a Matthew Stafford injury. I, I don't know why I keep saying in, issue. I don't know why I cannot speak. But it is a real issue for him, and I think that will be a big one for L.A. I also think L.A., it's a positive that they've had 8 days since that week 18 matchup with the 49ers because yeah. I think if they we were the Saturday game, yeah. yeah, the sooner game would have been would have mentally I think made it much more difficult but having those 8 days I think helped a lot. If I remember correctly, when we first did this podcast, did we potentially pick Arizona to be in the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, we may have. I mean, they were they were <laughs> they were playing they were playing they were playing that well. They looked uh-huh. that good. But man, I mean just this, this old habit that they have of just collapsing in the back half of the season, that's not good. I mean, no. the Kingsbury's not going to get fired. I mean, he, he's doing a good no. job there. But, man, I have covered some teams personally where when there's this routine tail-off on the back end of the season, that's when the owners are like, hey, this is a trend, right? This isn't you know, an anomaly. Uh, mm-hmm. we got to figure something out here. And – you know, and, and it's not like the Cardinals don't have talent. They could be getting J.J. Watt back. If, if James Conner doesn't come back, that's another thing that's not talked about enough. He had the heel injury mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. I mean, he he gets into the end zone, right? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, he runs the ball well. And the fact that they don't have – they haven't had that element. He's battling a rib injury right now. So, you know, his playing status is really up in the air. If they don't have him, it is all on Kyler Murray. You know, he's got the capability mm-hmm. to be Superman. But just does he have the rest of the Avengers, you know, to kind of carry him along, um, you know, against a team that's a really, really good football team?
0: Yeah, and I I have a lot of respect for Kyler Murray and think he is, you know, is a star and going to be a superstar. But it's a lot to put just on him in this particular game you know, when, it, when you have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on, on defense and then you have Stafford and Cooper Cup and everything else that comes with the Rams. So, and maybe Sean McVay won't um, celebrate in the end zone so early in the game. Maybe he's learned his lesson that on that. it really was so, a
1: sticking point for you U9, for Niners writers, wasn't it? That was really like... A little too much well, for you, huh?
0: Can you? I mean, I. How do you do that? Well, first of all, it's embarrassing. It would have been fine if they just had won. It would have been obnoxious, but then they lose. They blow a seventeen-point lead and lose in overtime. But also, like, how do you? That just felt. I didn't like that. Just as a football person, I didn't like that. You are the coach. That is not. You don't get to go in the in the end zone and celebrate with your players. I didn't like it. I really didn't. But.
1: You know, when, you know, when Robert when Robert Sala was doing that, I didn't hear I didn't hear any Niners coaches saying our defensive coordinator, you know, that's wrong of him doing it.
0: Well, Robert Sala's all gas, no brakes. He literally couldn't stop himself. He has no brakes. So that's not entirely
1: <laughs> so okay, he, done it before.
0: I think what you say is probably a very fair point. But again, and I've said this to you before on Twitter, I just prefer you don't confuse me with facts. It's just better when I can just (laughs) think and don't have facts. I think it's just better. It's one of my favorite phrases. It actually sums up Twitter. Don't confuse me with facts. Let me just say whatever I want to say. Oh,
1: oh, that really sums up Twitter. (laughs) It
0: really does. We have solved Twitter. You guys are welcome. Um, All right, Steve, we're going to lightning round these games in terms of. Who you think is going to win? Do you want to do score predictions? I'm terrible at them, but I'll do them. No. Okay. Yeah, because they're the worst. Okay, Not
1: playoff time.
0: No way. All right. That's fair. All right. We're going to start with the first game, the Raiders and the Bengals. Bengals. Okay. I'm going to pick the Bengals as well. Patriots, Bills. Bills. I'm also going to pick the Bills. I can see where this is is going. All right. Steelers, Chiefs. Well, I think we both know who we're picking on that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs, I almost Chiefs want to pick the
0: Steelers just in case, so that I look like a genius. But I think it just I'd look like an idiot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Chiefs. All right, Bucks, Eagles, Bucks. Well, go, never going
1: with it. going with the home faves here, but Bucks. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've never bet against Tom Brady. Niners, Cowboys, Niners. I'm picking Niners too. I think they win this one. Then I think things go downhill. Uh, we have, uh, I think we only have one left. Then Cardinals and the Rams.
1: The Rams in this one. It's weird. You know, I normally with with so many road teams winning this year, like overall, like there really hasn't been a huge home field advantage. This seems like the favorites in this one. um, And the super wild card weekend, even though they're just toss ups. I I don't think we'd be any of us would be stunned if, you know, four of these six games went to the underdog.
0: I agree with that. I'm going to, my gut says pick the Rams, but I'm just going to pick the Cardinals because I've agreed with you on everything, and I think it just makes it more interesting. And also, I think we talked about this last time in the off season. I was like full on Cardinals stan. and even though they've done nothing in the last several weeks to show me that they deserve that, I'm just going to do it to be contrarian and different. And I, this, I, is think,
1: I think, Sean McVay's exuberance has really gotten under your skin, and you're just going to hate the rest of the postseason. <laughs>
0: I don't even know that I care that much, but I just feel like maybe, maybe it really did. And I really appreciate exuberance. Exuberance is like kind of my jam. I don't want to shock anybody, but I do appreciate (laughs) exuberance. Um, But maybe that's what it is. Maybe Sean McVeigh, maybe it's an unforgivable offense for me. Uh, that one day I will get over. All right, well, we will see how this weekend goes. We have our first Monday night football playoff matchup this weekend, which, or I guess week, is going to be kind of cool to see. It's, like, kind of confusing. Um, but so many playoff games this weekend. Uh, 49ers are on Nickelodeon, which I'm really excited about. I've mentioned this on Twitter, and I'm going to mention it here now in case anyone's listening. If a media member needs to get slimed, I volunteer as tributes and it would be an honor. So, I'm just gonna throw that out there to Nickelodeon. (laughs) In case anybody- Saying it
1: now, famous last words.
0: Oh, come on, that would be so fun. You'd love to see like Jimmy Garoppolo throwing green slime on my head.
1: Oh, yes, I would. (laughs) Just as long as it's not mine, as long as it's not my head, I'm good.
0: Uh, All right, well, thank you for joining me. This was a lot of fun as always. I'm so excited for such a big weekend of football. Um, So many games. I just love this sport so much. (laughs)
1: That's right. Thanks a lot, Tracy.
0: <laughs> all right, Steve. Talk to you soon. Bye.